Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, December 26th, for the final podcast of 2022. Let's start with what you missed over the last week, then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. So obviously it was Christmas, so hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, but hopefully you got to spend some time with your family, and that being said, we did have sports going on. So we're going to start with the NCAA basketball week seven. Unlike last week, there were not a lot of ranked versus ranked matchups, but there were a number of upsets, including quite a lot on Tuesday. Number six, UVA lost their second game in a row, this time to number 22, Miami, in a close one. Wake Forest destroyed number 14, Duke, by 11 points, and the Demon Deacons were leading by nine at half. Number 15, Mississippi State lost their first game to Drake in a low-scoring game of 58. 8 to 52. So another undefeated team goes down. Number 24, Marquette played a great game against Providence, but lost in double overtime. That was all what happened on Tuesday. So sticking with that theme of overtime, though, number 21, VTech lost to Boston College in overtime. Number 25, Arizona State got their ass kicked by San Francisco literally 97 to 60 San Francisco scored double Arizona State in the first half and then watch out for Mizzou to be ranked here shortly after their upset of number 16 Illinois the Tigers won 93 to 71 and only have one loss on the season so that wraps up NCAA basketball moving along to NBA professional basketball and Anthony Davis list Lakers are struggling to say the least they have now lost four of their last straight games without him and the fourth game in a row of where the opponent actually got to 124 points was this past game the Lakers are currently sitting in third to last in the west And then the Nuggets, Nikola Jokic posted a triple-double in the game against the Suns on Sunday night. He scored 41 points, 15 rebounds, and 15 assists in their overtime win, 123-125. to Moving along to NCAA football, and it was the second week of bowl games. Despite putting up a good fight and making a bowl game, that is where UConn's luck ran out. They lost to Marshall 28-14. to Toledo beat Liberty in a close one in the Boca Raton Bowl. Air Force ends the year with 10 wins after beating Baylor by 15. That is big for a service academy to end the year with 10 wins. Houston honored Mike Leach in their bowl game and then beat the Raging Cajuns by a touchdown. Wake Forest scored in every quarter to take a win away from Mizzou and the SEC. The Hawaii Bowl was the only college game on Christmas or Christmas Eve, and it was a close one with Middle Tennessee beating San Diego State by two. I know I told y'all last week that National Signing Day was this week, so we do have the preliminary results of that with the top five recruiting classes being Alabama with seven five-stars, Georgia with two, 
Texas with four, Miami with three, and Oklahoma with three. Now, five-star recruits doesn't necessarily make or break a class. It just means that those recruits were highest ranked in the entire country. And those, again, it kind of depends on your whole recruiting class that you brought in. There are obviously four and three stars following that as well. So, But those were the five schools with the top five recruiting classes. Texas signed QB Arch Manning. He is, this wasn't exactly this past week's news, but he is the number one player in the country. So Texas did get a big win on that. Miami signed number two overall, which was a cornerback in McLean. Tennessee signed number four quarterback Nicholas Imaueva. And USC signed number three overall with Malachi Nelson and number five wide receiver Zachariah Branch. Another big headline from this week is that Peyton Bowen declared for Oregon after being thought he was originally going to Notre Dame. He committed on National Signing Day but didn't sign. Then he signed with Oklahoma less than 24 hours later. He is the number two safety in the country, so that was a big win for the Sooners. And then Oregon entered into signing day at 14th, then had, like I said, Bowen committed to them. So then they ended up improving into the top five. And then when Bowen decommitted, the Ducks are, at least as of right now, in 11th. That is as of today, a.k.a. Monday or the day after Christmas, so Boxing Day. And then we also have some other transfer news. Again, I know I've been keeping up with some of this for y'all, but I wouldn't actually do all the big names because then we would just be doing a podcast on transfers. Um, but some other big news that did come out this uh, this week is that Clemson's quarterback, DJ Uyunglele, has committed to Oregon State. His brother actually just signed with Oregon as far as part of the 2023 recruiting class. He is a defensive end. He's going to Oregon. So they will at least be in the same state, although at rival schools. So that's super interesting. And then Texas's quarterback, Hudson Card, has now committed to Purdue. So while the bowl games have not been super exciting yet, I would probably say, to be honest, the NFL Week 16 was awesome. So the Jags put the beat down on the Jets to start this week, holding the New York team to only a field goal, winning 19-3. to The Texans got their second win of the entire season, beating the Titans at home by scoring nine points in the fourth quarter. The Eagles lost only their second game of the entire season, losing a high-scoring game to the Cowboys thanks to four turnovers. The Eagles were also without their starting quarterback, Jalen Hurts. He is out due to a shoulder injury, TBD on his timing for that. But the Cowboys and the um, Eagles are in the same division, so they are. that was a big game that happened. And it was a great game, too. It came down right to the end, and it was really close. So awesome football-watching on Christmas. Vikings also squeaked out another win against a not super great team, this time beating the Giants by three. The Panthers beat the hot streak Lions in the like prowling, ruling cat game, the Panthers versus the Lions. They beat them by two touchdowns, so pretty handily. The Patriots tried to mount a comeback against the Bengals after trailing by 22 points at half, but fell four points short. The Bills also solidified the AFC East by destroying the Bears 35-13. to No points were scored in the entire first quarter, but otherwise the 49ers and the Commanders game had a solid offense with the 49ers pulling out the win 37-20. to And then the Rams hung half a hundred on the Broncos on Christmas, which was a lot considering the Broncos are known for their defense, but 
not in this game. And then the Bucs beat the Cardinals in overtime by a field goal. Speaking of the Broncos, they have fired their head coach now, Hackett, after a 4-11 start to the season and after that super embarrassing loss on Christmas Day. They lost 51-14. to That is a college score, not something that happens in the NFL. The firing of Hackett is the shortest tenure of a non-interim head coach in Broncos history. So now that we are reaching week 16 is the week we just had, and this is obviously Monday Night Football is tonight for week 16, I want to go over some of the standings because we have clinched some playoff berths, we've eliminated some teams, and then we've also clinched some divisions. So in the AFC or the American football, we've got the Bills have clinched the East, the Chiefs have clinched the West, and then the Bengals and the Ravens have clinched a playoff berth, but not the division yet. Also eliminated in the AFC are the Browns, the Colts, the Broncos, Broncos, shocker, and of course, the Texans. In the NFC, we have the Vikings that have clinched the North. The 49ers have clinched the West. And funnily enough, the two winning, one of the two winningest teams, the Eagles and the Cowboys, have both clinched playoff berths, but are in the same division. So the East is still up for grabs, especially if Jalen Hurts continues to be out. NFC eliminated teams are the Rams, the Falcons, the Cardinals, and the Bears. Even though there was not a PGA tournament this past week, we do have some golf news. The Masters announced this past week that any player, even from the Live Tour, that has previously qualified for the Masters tournament will qualify for 2023. This was huge because obviously the Live Tour players have been banned from PGA Tour events. The Masters kind of said, yeah, we're our own entity and we can do what we want. So that means that now these are official invitations have already been given out. So that means that six past Masters champs on the Live Tour will be able to play. That is Phil Mickelson, Bubba Watson, Justin, Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia, Patrick Reed and Charles Wurzel. Also qualified is Cameron Smith due to winning the 2022 Open, Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka for winning the U.S. Open and PGA in the last five years, and then Joaquin Neiman and Taylor Gooch, who had season ending within the Tour Championship, so that was before going to the Live Tour, so they were within the top 25 in the entire world, so they also qualify. Also being extended invitations because they were still in the top 50 in the official World Golf Rankings is Abraham Anser, Harold Varner III, Jason Kokrak, Kevin Na, and Louis Oosthuizen. So this is big news and probably a considerable loss for the PGA as an organization. Also in golf news, Kathy Whitworth, who is the winningest golfer in history. Yep, not Tiger Woods, not Jack Nicklaus. It is Kathy Whitworth has passed away at age 83. She won 88 tournaments on a single tour, and she is the first LPGA player to make a million dollars. Her victories spanned a quarter of a century. We do also have a little bit of hockey news and a little bit of Olympic sports. So keep racking them up as Capitol star Alex Ovechkin scored his 802nd goal. This makes him now the second highest on NHL goals ever, only behind the great one, Wayne Gretzky. He has a way to go, though, before passing him. Gretzky has 894, so I probably won't keep up with that new number until we get close, and then we'll be on 894 watch. So... Um, but this was the this this goal did put him in second place. As far as Olympic sports 
uh, news goes, the IOC has announced that men will actually now be able to compete in artistic swimming for the first time in the Paris 2024 Olympics. So the rules are that you can see a max of two men on a team. There will be 10 nations that will be competing in the event. And then after their audit, the Tokyo Olympics, so going back to the Summer Olympics of 2020, aka 2021, that costs 20% more than originally announced. And the final, again, after the audit, the final number was $12.9 billion with a B for the Tokyo hosts. And then a sad teeny bit of soccer news is that Pele, the most people consider him the greatest soccer star to have ever lived is in failing health and his family has been told to gather at a local hospital in Sao Paulo where he has been since late November to basically say goodbye. His cancer has worsened according to his doctors and so the future does not look bright. So we feel for his family, especially in the holiday time. That is what went on over the last week. Now we're moving on to what to watch this upcoming week. And in a very odd, um, odd week, obviously we've got New Year's coming up. New Year's Eve will be Saturday and then New Year's Day will be Sunday. But we have no NBA games on regular like scheduled TV. So unless you have NBA Network, you cannot catch an NBA game, which I think is kind of weird. For NCAA basketball, there are not a ton of ranked first ranked games. There's actually only two the entire week, but we do have ranked games going on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and Sunday. But the ranked versus ranked matchups are Wednesday is number eight, Alabama at number 21, Mississippi State. That will be at 8 p.m. on SEC Network. And then the only other one is Saturday morning on New Year's Eve, number two, UConn at number 22, Xavier at 11 a.m. on Fox. For the college football world, though, this week, we've got a lot of bowl games going on. As a matter of fact, including the semifinals, we've got 21 bowl games and the big games kind of start tomorrow, which is Tuesday. We've got the guaranteed rate bowl this Wisconsin versus Oklahoma State. That will be at 9.15 on ESPN. Then you can catch number 15, Oregon. So we're back to our actual ranked teams playing in the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. Yep, that's a huge mouthful. Versus um, UNC on Wednesday at 7. That will be on Fox. Then you can catch the Cheez-It Bowl, Oklahoma versus number 13, Florida State on Thursday. That will be at 4.30 on ESPN. I will actually be in attendance for that game. The Valero Alamo Bowl will follow that bowl, actually, with the Oklahoma rival of number 20, Texas, versus number 12, Washington. Again, that's Thursday at 8 p.m. on ESPN in Texas's home state. Then another ranked first ranked matchup is the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl of number 21, Notre Dame, versus number 19, South Carolina, on Friday. That will be at 2.30 p.m. on ESPN. The very, very Orange Bowl. The Capital One Orange Bowl will be number six, Tennessee. Again, the Vols are orange versus another orange team in number seven, Clemson. That they play Friday night at 7 p.m. on ESPN. Then on New Year's Eve, we have our semifinal games. But before semifinals, we've got two big games, actually one big game, <laughs> an okay game, but we got two bowl games on New Year's Eve at 11 a.m. The first one is the All-State Sugar Bowl, number five, Alabama. Bryce Young and Will Anderson have said that they will both be playing. So number five, Alabama versus number nine, Kansas State, the Big 12 champion. They will play at 11 a.m. on ESPN. That will 
will be in New Orleans. Then the Music City Bowl of Iowa versus Kentucky, also at 11 a.m. on EABC. The semifinal games will follow on New Year's Eve. The PlayStation PlayStation Fiesta Bowl will be the first semifinal. Number three, TCU versus number two, Michigan. They will play at three on ESPN. Again, that's in Arizona. And Michigan is favored by about seven as of right now. The Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl is the second semifinal. You can catch number four, Ohio State versus number one, Georgia. Again, New Year's Eve at 7 p.m. on ESPN. That is basically a home game for the Georgia Bulldogs as they play in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. They are favored by six and a half. So we've got a lot of great, great college football games going on this week. In the NFL tonight, Monday Night Football, again, this is Boxing Day, so it is the day after Christmas. The Chargers at the Colts at 7.15 on ESPN. Thursday, catch the Cowboys in a quick turnaround at the Titans at 7.15. That will be on Prime for Thursday Night Football. Then we go back to regular scheduled programming, as in NFL games will go back to Sunday, so you won't catch them all on Saturday. So Sunday, January 1st, we have nine games at noon. On CBS is the Broncos at the Chiefs, the Dolphins at the Patriots, the Colts at the Giants, the Jags at the Texans. And then on Fox, the are the Cardinals at the Falcons, the Bears at the Lions, the Saints at the Eagles, the Panthers at the Bucks, and the Browns at the Commanders. On Fox at 3.05, you can either catch the 49ers at the Raiders or the Jets at the Seahawks, dependent on where you are in the country. And then on CBS at 3.25 p.m., either the Vikings at the Packers or the Rams at the Chargers. Sunday night football next week, or this coming up week, will be the Steelers at the Ravens at 7.20 on NBC. And then next, Monday night football, so the second, probably the last day we all have off before going back to work, is the Bills at the Bengals at 7.30 p.m. And you can catch that on either ESPN, ABC, or ESPN2. Why it's on all three channels, I have no idea. Also, if you're a Kraken fan in NHL, you can catch a lot of your games on regular scheduled TV this week. Um, Wednesday, you can catch the Bruins at the Devils at 6.30 on TNT, followed by the Flames at the Kraken at 9. Then Friday, the the Panthers at the Hurricanes at 6.30 on Hulu, followed by the Oilers at the Kraken. And then the final game of the week will be, again, Sunday, January 1st, the Islanders at the Kraken at 7 p.m. on ESPN. The only um, Olympic sport we've got on TV that I found was the triathlon will be at Daytona at 2 p.m. on NBC. You can catch that on Saturday, New Year's Eve. And then we've got the Premier League officially back in full swing. So you can catch games on every day except Thursday and Sunday on the 1st. Those will all be on the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports. That wraps it up for me this week. I hope you had a wonderful holiday week and another wonderful holiday week coming up. As I said, we've got a lot of sports going on, especially college football goes back into swing before we round out the season. So for more games, please check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports, and I will catch y'all in 2023.